Origin Clear is a company that focuses on wastewater treatment. And hello, everyone. And welcome to the Waters New Gold CEO briefing. Our mission is to transform the water industry. Decentralization offers us this opportunity. The plan that you've built here is super impressive. The world is experiencing a crisis in regards to water. It's a great opportunity that you are giving us investors. The decentralization of water treatment means that we no longer need to establish giant water treatment plants. Let them fight over the 20%. Let's work with the 80% that's untreated. Over 21,000 unique alternative investments. Three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Making it easy for the regular investor. All the old trends just accelerated. Lucrative and fulfilling. The vision I've got is to standardize these products. Design, build, own, and operate. We have 65 people in the room. We got an important message to share to the world. We can put a guy on the moon, but our water is horrible. Recycling all that water, it's a huge impact for the environment. Bringing new infrastructure in drive growth in America. That's a critical part of the picture. It's a twin 125 gallon per minute RO system. I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million. Yeah, the opportunity itself is very big. Oh, leave. Yes. Take care of the water. Not too many CEOs do a weekly briefing and are willing to talk to individual investors. Hello, everyone. I do not not exactly sure why I have a blank screen. There we go. Stop and restart it. It's always a good trick, right? The next step is to take a hammer and hit the <laughs> hit the thing. These are tried and true, you know, tech results, you know. And from James Wright to everyone, good evening, everyone. Hope all is well. Yes, indeed, we have so many amazing things. And uh, Andrea and Ken will join us shortly. Meanwhile, I'm going to get started with this party. Water is the new gold and never more than now. Our vital mission is to help the world invest in water, the new stable, inflation-friendly asset class. So let's take a look at what's going on right now. First of all, real fast, uh, this is your statement that we, of course, are always giving you forward-looking statements that we have to qualify by law, uh, but we do our very best to fix them as we go. Okay, next. This week was, two days ago was World Water Day 2022. And our position on that, the, the actual World Water Day promotion this year was on groundwater, which is not specifically our job. We're not specifically focused on, on groundwater, although, our division progressive water has cleaned up aquifers in the past and that's a cool case study of theirs. But our job really, as you know, is to fix the treatment of water, which is falling apart. And so that's, this is what we promoted a couple of days ago in the World Water Day. Okay, now, um, current capital status. Well, guys, we made it. We were at 994,600 last week and um, the, Full amount that is in water demand is a million ninety eight thousand six hundred. On the far right, you see actual banked is one million seven. Anyway, so over a million. There's still a few that have not made it into the banking process, but as you can see, we are solidly in the million dollar bracket, and we're super super happy about that. This is a red letter day for us, and as as you can see, we have um, an announcement. I'll quickly go through the announcement to give you what we basically said. Okay, so again, uh, first $1 million milestone and dedicated capital. This is capital that 
can only be used for secured purposes. And now we're also evaluating the first pilot opportunity to treat dirty water by the gallon as a managed service. This is super cool. All right, actually there's more than one. We have quite a few of these going on. Uh, and also we are in discussions with partners. The bottom paragraph here, Origin Clear plans to work with regional water service companies to build and operate the water treatment systems it finances, which is significant because uh, we have competitors in water as a service, one of them being the very large company, um, Seven Seas, which does entire islands, you know, private utility for entire islands using desalination. Another one being Cambrian Innovation. I reviewed this a couple of weeks ago, um, which is doing a great job with most of the breweries and um, food and beverage. But both these companies, first of all, insist on building their own and doing their own finance. Our difference is that we have innovated to create water like an oil well, meaning that it's very similar to a water, an oil well partnership, but for water. So that's number one. We're bringing regular investors in to create these programs, these uh, zero capital programs. And the second thing is that we don't want to try and build all these systems ourselves and try and manage them because we'd still be building that network 10 years from now. It takes a long time to build these networks. So instead, we're going to create um, a web of relationships with uh, regional water companies. We're already in talks with a, <clears throat> at least two that I know of that are firm, firm discussions. And um, the, I see this as, a, as, as like our Tesla supercharger network, right? Because once we have relationships with these players, then it's hard for others to jump in. So we're, we kind of want to become sort of the, the, the master uh, player in that respect. Okay, so um, that's that part. And then we have, there's that potential client that we're talking about. And also different kinds of clients. And we're going to do a, a full, uh, we're going to bring Tom Marchicello and Dan Early back on board to talk about these mobile home parks. And by the way, Flash, we've had a big success with the Trial Alabama site where we had to do a lot of hard work. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Dan Early on site in Trial Alabama, and the Ponster is refined and operational and has finished its pilot and is commercial. Again, we'll do a special coverage of that. So mobile home parks, campgrounds and RV parks new real estate developments that are built beyond city sewage systems, small to mid-size breweries, food processing, et cetera, uh, flavor and fragrance, smaller labs, and specialty agriculture, such as, for example, CBD oil production. So that's the kind of stuff that is very suited for water on demand. That's quite a few, what we call verticals, right? Vertical markets. It does expand, it goes beyond that, but this, these are the ones that are most natural for it. And we have, potential water demand customers in several of these categories, which is why we mentioned them. All right, so now here's the other thing that, that Tom said in this release, which is that there, as you know, COVID uh, and the freedom to work from home, WFH, allows uh, families to move to the country or even to suburbs. And that's been a big change and the cities have gone through very, I mean, New York City and Los Angeles have had a hard time because of this. Well, the problem is, of course, that these um, rural and semi-rural locations have small water treatment sites or no connections to sewage at all. That's where we come in. So this is very, very key. It's a mega trend, in other words. Okay, this stat tells it all that you know the central infrastructure is not being funded. And sure enough, we talk about this in the release: less and less money to municipalities. 
And so it leads to underfunded infrastructure and the need for industry and agriculture to do more wheel water treatment on their own, which we are enabling with this finance program. And as you may have heard before, we were on a prime time show and we will be getting more. Okay, so that's that part. Now, um, today, our, our own Ken Berenger made a presentation to the Money Show, which was super cool. I'll just show you one slide from the thing right here. Um, and this, this on the right-hand side is, is the slide. And basically it was very well received and we will get the recording and play it to you next week. It should be very, very cool. All right, so with that said, let's move on here. Now, last week, as you know, I had a technical problem and it was actually good because we cut straight to that live, uh, what, what one shareholder called the couch summit uh, in, in my condo. And um, it was actually really cool that we did it. Um, but I do want to play it because it's got some tremendous information in it. Did you know Americans drink more than 1 billion glasses of tap water per day? That's a lot of tap water. And that's just tap water. I was thinking about this. That's not bottled water. That's specifically tap water. And as water scarcity continues because of climate change and our constantly changing well, climate and where water is moving to and from, this can pose some really big challenges to our water supply in the future. And that is exactly why I'm speaking today with sustainability champion Riggs Eckleberry, who is the president and CEO of Origin Clear, who he saw this challenge and decided to do something really interesting and innovative about it. So Origin Clear created something called Water on Demand. And it's, a, it's basically a pay per gallon water recycling system that businesses and housing developments use to treat water on their own in order to become self-reliant, which makes a lot of sense. And, and Reza will dive much more into that. And so today what we'll be discussing is really what Origin Clear does, what that term mm -hmm. water on demand really means, and also why are investors so interested in water? In America alone, we have a problem with infrastructure. The, um, for some reason, we don't fund infrastructure uh, and the current administration funded about half a billion, or sorry, $55 billion worth of infrastructure, which represents less than one year of the backlog. So each year we're falling behind about $75 billion in what we should be spending. So what's happening is infrastructure's falling apart. And of course, water is still being made dirty. Nobody stopped that part. So as a result, businesses are being forced to do more and more of their water treatment, which is good and bad, right? The good part is actually that they can uh, recycle, they can um, pay less money, and they can also, by taking the load at, at the edge, they can you know, say the, 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 cent the central infrastructure doesn't have to do as much. It so happens that 87% of all water is made dirty by industry and agriculture. So if you're going to go for the biggest problem, then obviously you're going to go help um, businesses. And that's what we're doing. So let's take, for example, an example um, of a brewery that's making lots of beer and they're selling lots. And all of a sudden the county says, uh, I'm sorry, we can't take your stuff anymore. And now we want to um, uh, make more beer, but now we're trucking it to other counties and we're doing all kinds of things. 
And along comes a company like us and says, don't worry, we'll help you do your own water treatment. Now, the next problem is how to pay for it. This brewery would like to spend money on beer equipment, not water treatment equipment. And so they don't have the budget for it. And that's when we came up with this amazing idea of water on demand, which is don't don't pay for it. We'll take care of that. And you just pay as you go. Pretty much the way you're accustomed to with the city, but it's us. It's a private utility, and that is what we're doing. And uh, it's really exciting. I mean, that sounds really cool. And that, that what you just described with the brewery example, is that the water on demand? That's, so the paradigm aspect. is, number one, people having to do their own treatment, so private water treatment. And number two, getting rid of the capital problem completely. Now, that means that, that we have investors who come in, and they uh, help us purchase the equipment. And they, we keep the equipment as an asset of ours. And then people are basically paying for use, just like uh, you know we pay for uh, using Microsoft Office, right? Now, Microsoft Office used to be $130. You paid for it, and you were done. Now it's, I don't know, $20 a month. You're paying more, but arguably you're getting more value. You've got the cloud and you've got, you know, real-time support and all these good things all built in. So services are, uh, I think, the way everybody is going. And it's strangely enough, it took a long time for water to get around to that, but it is happening. Now, here's another interesting thing. Right now, as we speak, commodities are just taking off. Um, you know, oil, gas, uh, foodstuffs, fertilizer, you name it. It's all just taking off for uh, for really... Uh, reasons that are behind you beyond your control of mine <laughs> we're not we can't do much about it um but for the investor for many investors the uh the opportunity is already gone the oil already took off um many of these prices are out of sight already i was looking at gold and gold just okay well that's they're over two thousand dollars now okay you know so the question is how can i get into an asset that is not already you know taken off and the answer is that water has just been liberated. It's been desocialized, liberated from the cities and turned into a private thing. And now there's an opportunity to invest in a water system the same way you would in an oil well, make royalties, get stock in the company, and really help create this new productive asset. And our idea is to do it democratically. Uh, the other big thing that's happening, as you know, is that all the elites are snapping up land and all kinds of resources. They haven't done it for water yet, because again, water has been sort of the domain of the government. Um, so our idea is instead of having one Jeff Bezos own all of water, let's have 10,000 or 100,000, you know, divide Jeff Bezos into 10,000, you still have a lot of money. So let's give individual investors an opportunity to jump into this as the new hip asset. And guess what? It's water. How fun is that, right? And uh, I can tell you that we're, we're close to, we just started um, raising the money for this capital in November. We're close to a million dollars already that, that we're ready to start spending. And it's, the program's rolling. We're super happy about it. And this is coming from everyday investors. It's not coming from some big fund, right? Because the everyday investors are the people who believe and they get it. They go, oh, I get that. That's cool. So we're super happy about, um, you know, people like you and me actually jumping into the water industry and, uh, you know, making you know good returns on their investment so i guess there's this concern that by privatizing water um 
I guess you may be limiting access to some people. The how fresh water doesn't come from no, how, the fresh water still you, comes from the city. We're not changing any of that. We're talking about treating the dirty water. Do you know that throughout the world, 80% of all sewage is thrown away into lakes, rivers, and oceans? I think we should take responsibility for that. I don't think we should delegate it to the people who are not doing anything about it. Right. So people go, oh my God, you know, you have a right to water. Yes, you have a right to clean water. We're talking about making the dirty water clean, right? And this is something that's urgent. Dirty water is killing 6,000 kids a day in the world. As we're speaking, hundreds of kids are dying, right? That's, that's a sustainable idea is cleaning the darn water. Um, years ago, Andy Young, who became the mayor of Atlanta, uh, said that if you put a pipeline through Africa from, from Cote d'Ivoire all the way to Algeria, one pipeline would eliminate 50 diseases forever in Africa, right? Why? Clean water access, right? Now, the part of the big problem is we're wasteful of our water. Israel recycles almost 90% of their water. The second in the world is Spain at 20%. The U.S., 1%. Wow. We're great. We throw it all out. We're good. Meanwhile, we have droughts in California. And in fact, we, you know, uh, California is an obvious example. But do you know that the, 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 the biggest aquifer in America, the Ogallala Aquifer, which is the Midwest, is one third of all produce is produced from that one aquifer, is down in some places as much as 130 feet. And that is going to take, it's going to take centuries to replenish. Groundwater does not replenish like that. So we've got a real problem because we're overusing water and then we're being very profligate and just you know, letting it, and, and the oceans are getting filthy. I, I think it's a scandal. Um, and and we're, we're being told not to worry about it. And then tap water, go to environmental working group, ewg.org uh, slash tap water, put in your zip code if you're in America and you will see what's in your water and it's not a happy thing. So um, I think that we need to actually fix the quality of the water. And uh, it seems to me that if, I, uh, if I'm a responsible business, and I get water from the city, why shouldn't I get two or three turns from it, right? What, what, what? Everybody right now in America is just taking it and throwing it out. And it's not the fault of anybody. It's the fact that, you know, it's a paradox that um, old infrastructure is a handicap when you modernize, right? There you are stuck with your old infrastructure. So the sewage systems that were built in America a century ago only went in one direction from you, from your toilet or your um, machinery or whatever, or your kitchen, straight to the wastewater treatment plant and then into the lakes, rivers, oceans, right? Treated, I'm not saying they weren't treated, um, but they were wasted. This, and there's no return trip. It's not built into the system because it's old. Basically, water on demand is a way to let the existing infrastructure be there, but create a new one that is light and responsive and actually sustainable. And that's where we are answering the sustainability challenge. You're not privatizing the public water. What you're privatizing essentially is, if I'm a business, I use water, I make it dirty. I'm allowing that business to clean it and then reuse it. Hope, I, it's not, you said two or three times, but in, in theory, could it be infinitely? Or I mean, you there is a loss factor. A uh, also, you have to make a decision. For example, yeah. a brewery, are you going to use it to make beer? Many people would say no, 
right? So, um, but you can, with non-beer uses of the water, you can recycle 50% for washdown, yeah. steam vessels, you know, various uses. So it's really a decision about how you want to use the water again. Realistically speaking, I would say at least one turn is fair, uh, maybe two. And also you can throw it onto your um, lawn, right? So gray water reuse is another way to do it. We have a client right now that is launching a luxury hotel. Um, and we're not able to say who it is yet, but this is a, a new product line of ours, which cleans the the water, the incoming water for an entire hotel. Ultra premium water. It's not just that bottle on the dresser when you walk in. It's everything, the shower, the kitchen, you name it. It's all <clears throat> perfectly clean. And one of the, and so we're doing that for all the, the hotels in that chain. We've been sort of adopted as a preferred vendor. But our real hope is that we're going to help them do some gray water recycling because it's very virtuous, right? You know, all of a sudden you get a little sign on the lawn that this water has been recycled. So that's very nice. And then you can also get, um, for example, uh, all kinds of um, carbon benefits because, you know, when you take sewage and you send it far away, you're you're, you're actually incurring a carbon that ends up in a big, You've seen those big circular pond that spout it all and, and all that nitrogen and stuff goes into the air. Well, there's a way to treat it right on spot uh, without doing all that. And that has been shown to be a net positive gain for climate change. There are areas of high adoption of this new idea. Obviously, not everybody wants water on demand. But who does, for example, is in America uh, and elsewhere, people are moving more and more away from cities. Um, this was a, a trend already, but it was accelerated by COVID and work from home. And all of a sudden you can move to Colorado and keep your job. And so people are, you know, there's housing subdivisions being built in all kinds of interesting places that are not served by sewage or very poor sewage, right? Um, we have a client in, uh, in Troy, Alabama that has a trailer park and all the poop in the trailer park goes into Lagoon. And throughout the South, the poop is in the lagoons. <laughs> well, you know, the the departmental departments of environmental quality in Alabama and elsewhere want to do something about that. So the easy thing was, well, why not just connect to the city sewage? City goes, no, 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 no. We don't want that. So now the city won't take it. They're forced to put in their own water treatment system. And that's what's happening. So there's, there's uh, mobile home parks, trailer parks, uh, RV campgrounds, uh, housing subdivisions, Breweries are an excellent one. And mainly because breweries have a very high output of liquid. And it's not very toxic, but there's a lot of it, right? So certain, certain uh, users are better than others um, in terms of their adoption. But basically anybody who wants to set up shop away from the sewer grid is either gonna spend $5 million to connect to sewer, but maybe the city won't even accept it, or they just build their own system. And Bob's your uncle, they're set. Building your own system is extremely expensive, and that's really where Origin Clear shines because you don't have to actually pay to build your own system. You just install it basically for free, and then the in this case, the trailer park would just pay, uh, I suppose, a monthly usage depending on volume for access to. Yeah, the, the way it's structured is the base fee just to you know take care of the the basics, and then there is a consumption fee. So depending paper gallon, right, um, and uh, it's very similar. You know, the other day I, I was t getting coffee from an espresso machine, self-serve, 
And I say, so uh, how much did this machine cost you? And, and the guy running the canteen said, oh, no, no, this is just a service. We just pay by the cup. Right now, really, maybe it's more money, but guess what? They don't have to maintain the machine. They don't have to buy the coffee. They don't have to do anything. They just, the thing sits over there and people happily get their coffee. And so that's the beauty of a service, right? Where um, it's, if it's not your core business, then why should you do it? For most people, water treatment yeah. is not their core business. It used to be delegated to the city. Now I'm stuck with it. Well, I'd rather just delegate it. Like, okay, you handle it, do all the maintenance, everything's good. And I just keep making beer or, you know, um, running a housing development or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it really is water as a surface, as in software, as a service, you're just, you're just plug. It's basically plug and play. I just need this to be taken care of. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to really pay very much for it. And I'll just, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, on the investor side, someone asked earlier, um, do you have to be- well, That's a very good question. Um, if you go to originclear.com and top right, there's an invest now button. And um, in the US, you need to be accredited, which means you make $200,000 a year as an individual, $300,000 as a joint, um, uh, as a couple. Um, and, and by the way, that does not mean just married. It means any cohabitant um, or have a net worth of a million dollars outside of your primary home. Now- if you're investing from outside the U.S., you should be accredited, but it's not subject to the same controls. So it's really your own decision based on your own country's accreditation requirements. We don't, we take it, we, if you say you're accredited, fine. In the U.S., we're required to verify that you are. If you're coming from outside the U.S., then it's pretty much on your say-so. So um, now, technically, um, it's a hundred thousand dollar investment, but we do take less um, because we find that people invest multiple times. They like it. They get they get their their royalties. They get twenty five percent of the net profits from all the. We, we've organized these into a series of water demand subsidiaries, and we put you in one of them. And now you're going to get uh, a percentage, twenty five percent of the net profits, as defined in the offering, um, from the operations, and you're going to get a substantial stock grant. And also what's called warrants, which is options to buy it in the future at a predetermined price. And why are we doing all that? Well, because you're early, you're a co-founder, right? Down the road, it'll only be royalties and it'll be a good deal. Today, since it's just starting, you, you're taking a risk and we acknowledge that, which is why we make you a stockholder as well. Now, we had a breakthrough, which allows us to play in water on demand for regular businesses, because we acquired a technology in 2018 called Modular Water Systems. And it's prefab water treatment systems that are all identical. It seems logical, right? Well, it turns out that a lot of water systems are built you know, custom. Well, we have a line of, of uh, systems. And if you go to modularwater.com, you'll see them. These are you know, box standard machines. And that enables us to standardize the fleet that we're sending out here. And it also um, enabled us to shrink. When you go into every, uh, local businesses, you got to go smaller. You got to get down to you know five hundred thousand to two million dollar systems, and that's uh, a challenge. Um, always a challenge. So we feel we've conquered that with our unique technology. Uh, it wouldn't be possible without it. Because think about it: you have a hundred or two hundred of these systems all over America, and they're all different. Try to manage those, right? You gotta have to sanitize. 
what you're doing sounds extremely impressive. And, and what do you see as the future? We want to um, delegate the actual building and supporting of these systems to local water companies all over America and eventually the world. That's scalable, right? That's playing the finance game, contract management, project management, but not doing the actual building and supporting, which is going to allow us to do parallel parallel processing, right? Work with multiple deals because we have water companies elsewhere. We'll bring in the investors, we'll give them a viable deal or generous deal, and then we'll invest it. And the good thing for the investor is they, they have uh, an asset sitting there because we don't sell that asset, we hold it. This takes us to where the future is for the company. By building this asset base, we are automatically building enterprise value. We're moving on to hopefully the NASDAQ, right? Um, but for that, you need a substantial assets. So by not selling these machines, keeping them in, um, in our inventory, we create an asset base, which makes us more and more bankable over time. And then you get into leverage and all kinds of interesting ways of financing things. So we want to solve the financial problem related to um, putting in water treatment in your, in your business. We have the technology solution, but the manpower is the entire world of water service companies. Uh, well, Riggs, thank you so much for your time. I think the work that you're doing with Origin Clear is uh, it's it's amazing, and it, I I think you're absolutely right. It's um, you know, you're 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 creating this system and infrastructure to help uh, reduce the amount of wastewater going into places that shouldn't be, like rivers and oceans, while also helping companies and governments. Uh, to be more effective and and to save money and and to really make a difference. Yeah, thank you again so much for your time. And I think what you're doing is fantastic and wishing you wishing you all the I love best your mission. You thank you very much and uh, good luck to your work as well. So that was very cool. Very cool indeed. I'm gonna slip right into the preview of the Water Demand Summit last week. Okay, so here we go. Everybody needs to understand why water on demand. So if anybody's asking, the company needs to have an answer. And also from the standpoint of why we are raising capital. Why? What, what, what is the benefit in that? And maybe more than everything else, we have all synced uh, throughout the group. Well, that's excellent. You know, most of the world does not realize there's a problem. Yeah. They know, oh, Flint, they hear about things popping up, but they don't know why. And why, why did Flint fall apart? Well, it was a symptom of a deeper problem, which is the underfunding of infrastructure in our country and the total lack of infrastructure in other countries, which kills people in India. The sewer workers, you know, several thousand every year that die from sewer gas. And so we are really moving into a phase of infrastructure-less water treatment. Mm -hmm. Zero infrastructure. Infrastructure-less would almost, uh, and again, you get into that wire-less, right? It's that, it's that same main, main, major, major shift in how infrastructure is delivered, right? Um, and I think when Rig said the average person doesn't know, the major advantage that we have is that industry does. You know, when you talk to anybody who's ever made anything, built anything, farmed anything, they will go on and they'll tell you all day what a terrible problem water is. So raising the awareness to the public, I think, I think elicits the type of excited advocacy that we want to see in, in, in this project. But the end user demand right now is just, you know, it's enormous. So the issue is people instinctively feel there's a problem, like Flint, problem. And I constantly get people going, what are you doing about Flint? Well, that's just like 
bailing a boat that's got a hole in it. Fix the hole. Right. You're bailing, 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 and that's what's happening. So, you know, these issues of Brown, Water, and Compton, and, and people don't even know about South Bend, which has all those layers of toxic waste in those places. And then places like Miami-Dade, Fort Lauderdale, with endless uh, water main breaks. Mm-hmm. So those are all just, those are things that poke up above the general clutter. But we gotta get to the underlying issue. The underlying issue is that the paradigm of central water treatment, which was taken for granted, mm-hmm. is gone. It's like those huge um, you know, concrete spillways in LA that are always, they never have any water. Yeah. Mm. You know, and they might have water once in a thousand years. Yep. That, that was the thing, big concrete thing. Yeah. But A, you would never build those today, and B, you would build them more responsibly, you know, the way they're trying to do now. So I think we need to think of water as root causes. Correct. The root cause of water problems has to do with how humans are using it and treating it and so forth. And if we can, um, essentially it's a responsibility game, right? Let people be responsible for their own water treatment. And they, driven by a profit motive, will reuse it, will husband it, will use the gray water to water the plants, all that stuff. Not only let it, encourage it. We've treated the symptom constantly. We've never gotten at the disease, which is fix it where it's getting really, made really, really bad. And it gets better everywhere downstream and not by a little, by a lot. It all fits together. Test of a good strategy. Is it internally consistent? Is it consistent with the needs in the market? Is it consistent with the interests and needs of investors? If, if you're a brewery, you stay focused on making, advertising and selling beer, you know, you're not worried about having to hire somebody to be like a water technician, you know, that's mm-hmm. now on, either on your full-time payroll or part-time payroll. You just stay focused on your business. You pay a monthly bill based on what you use, so you're not being gouged. Uh, and, you know, and you just move on and you stay focused on your specialty and, you know, you don't waste time. So it's yeah. a system that provides tremendous efficiency throughout and enables us to catch up in the sectors that are most needy faster without wait, having to wait for a major infrastructure government-led program. Mm-hmm. So I think that internal consistency of all these species is what is actually giving me huge confidence that it's going to be you know, a very successful program. Wow, so isn't that cool? Wow, it really is. It really, really is. Fantastic. So what I'm gonna do is I've got a couple more slides to go that are kind of cool. And then we're gonna get into our famous three-way where uh, we basically, the sky's the limit and it gets kind of cool. Now I just wanted to quickly check, check, um, there we go. I've got some great chats. Uh, Keith Roten, awesome that we can relate and associate water to a commodity and asset. Definitely it is the final part of this presentation. Here we go. All right, big news from Phil and some investors, our partners. Uh, Origin Clear was featured in an event organized by Keller Williams and um, in Hawaii. Uh, Origin Clear was featured in the award, Awardpreneurs Mastermind. That's an interesting term, uh, but it's apparently a big deal. And also featured in the We Invested podcast to a 700 person audience. So well done and continue. All right. Uh, and this brings us to the open discussion. So, gentlemen, jump on with me and let's talk about what's been happening. Sorry, Andrea, I didn't have the power. I, I, I know I, everyone. I've done it. We've done it. We've done it. Yeah, you know, it's, Zoom is very hierarchical. You know, you have to have the power. And if right. you don't have the power, then you are not in bad shape. Absolutely. Andrea, where are you? 
I am currently in the lounge of uh, Air Emirates, uh, about to Air, take Emirates. a flight to you're, you're about Emirates. to take off. In, in about uh, three hours, then two hours. Well, fantastic. Yeah, Good for you. Going to and going to Italy. Yeah. Going to see. Going to see the family in Italy. I don't know if you know, guys. I sent, I believe, one message to Riggs. But you know what my friends are sending me from Italy? They're sending me uh, newspaper magazines that is basically outlining all page. I can even share the screen and show you the problem with water. That, it, that basically they're saying the unseen problem is coming up now. They are really publishing this thing. And there recently there was a commercial and, and a campaign done by Giorgio Armani. Uh, in regards to involving models to promote the problem of water, saying that this is a problem nobody talks about and is bigger than the energy crisis. And I thought it was quite interesting. It's coming up now. Well, anything involving models is a wonderful idea. Right. And I think it was very, <laughs> I think it was very considerate of them to wait till we were ready. I mean, that was nice. <laughs> they were, they actually, I think that they gave you a call, Ken. They said, Ken, can we go? And you said, thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs up, yeah, George. Right. I, gave them, I gave them my blessing. Okay. Yeah, you gave my blessing. I gave you my you, blessing. You know, the funny thing is, is that we talked about this at the summit, right? The the general awareness has always been there. It's kind of been a, like a low level background hum, right? Like we kind of knew. And remember, remember when I stood on your um, on your deck and I said, "Who here, who here drinks? Who here drinks tap water? Raise your hand." And like nobody did. So look, if you're not drinking it, you know, right? But I think it's rising to the top of, of kind of global social conscience that this is no longer you know somebody else. I think I think for a long time it was viewed as somebody else's problem. And I apologize for my voice in the video. That was Andrea's fault because of karaoke. That's why I couldn't speak in the video. That's why I wasn't doing my Godfather imitation. I really had lost my voice. We took, we took Ken to, like, we worked all day long, a bunch of meetings, one after the other, and then the night we took him to karaoke with the, the rest of the executive team, just to have a moment all together. And I wasn't going to sing at all, and then I was up there, like, you know, ACDC, right? So it was fun. All right. But, uh, yeah, so getting back to, getting back to business, uh, I, I think that the, I think that the idea for a long time, it was someone else's problem. And I think now the, the consciousness has changed. You know, the, the, it's basically like, no, it's, 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 it's all of our problems and it needs to be solved. And it couldn't have happened at a better time when we're finally kind of moving towards a, a truly globally scalable type of solution. So it's um, timing is everything. David Johnson is asking, can long-term investors beat the GA models? I love Ken, but <laughs> what does that mean? You gotta love Ken unconditionally. We can't have any of this. He does. He does. He didn't mean that. <laughs> but what is a GA model? I'm like general and administrative. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm asking for Ken for David oh, to clarify that. Gen, but here's the bottom general line. Administrative. Oh. Yeah. Here's the here's the deal. Long-term investors do really well in this model. The breakthrough was a perpetual royalty model, right? As long as your your money is invested. And as long as it is in a program, then it is getting the net profit. And we'll continue to see these, these, by the way, these programs are very long. Typically, a customer will, will sign a 10 or 15 year uh, service contract. And then we roll the same equipment over into the next. And by the way, oh, oh I think, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Do you realize what's going on here? 
Emil George, yes. just clarify. No, no, David, the models are mine. <laughs> yeah. So I was taking it seriously. What, honey? You guys, no, you guys are wacko. You guys are crazy. I was actually taking it seriously. I know. We were like, we we're thinking of GA models, GA models. Okay. <laughs> General <laughs> administrative. So let's get into that. Right. Can long term investors, okay, now this re rephrases this question. Can long term investors meet the Giorgio Armani models? I love Ken, but that's what's going on, right? And I think that we could, in fact, Andrea, we have an amazing and high, high integrity, beautiful woman who is a potential influencer for us, who was in the summit, who was interviewed, who will be part of our coverage in, in weeks to come. Uh, and long-term investors might even be allowed to meet her, but that, you know, that, that would be- And she's hysterically great. funny and can sing like an angel, by the way. I didn't know that. Oh my God. She, I, you know, when usually that beautifully, like, oh, she can't sing. And you're like, wow, she can sing. Yeah, she was, she was, she was really, she's, and she's a comedian. She's, she's really, really, uh, she's a joy to be around. So, um, uh, but something I did want to mention, uh, considering when we, when, when David, because we will talk about Origin Clear a little bit. Um, the the long term investors, we've had a bit of a breakthrough on the kind of royalties that can be generated for this because it doesn't have to be a cash for cash arrangement. Um, ut standard utilities leverage their equipment sometimes as high as as high as ten to one. So with very very modest leverage of cash in hand, we could you know uh, with a 150,000 or so, 150 million or so dollars worth of actual capital for equipment deployment, we could control as much as rigs, what we said about almost $500 million worth of equipment. So these, so these, these royalty models actually become really, really rich. I mean, they were rich to start with, but if you could potentially, and, and we would pass that on to the investors, it would be their 25% profit share. So it's just 25% of $500 million rather than 150 million. So it ends up being, um, you know, something like, uh, I believe that $300 million totally invested in the model could be generating something as much as $904 million. For the investors. Uh, for the investors, that's their portion, right? It would wow. do about 3.9 billion on a 20 year cycle. For the for the whole project, but a little under a billion dollars, so it's you know over three hundred percent. So this get this goes from like hmm to wow, you know, and uh, and who knows? We may have great access. This is new, so they're probably not going to bank us like you said. You become more bankable bankable as you as you grow this thing. You know, they may not treat this like a standard thirty year kind of operating thing, like a utility, and give you ten to one. It may end up only being five to one, right? But well, even it, even it, at it, three it, to one. My understanding of finance is that it's really based more on the wizardry of finance versus what's actually real. What Wall Street engages in, well, it's kind of a shell game. In fact, they go, they, they leverage up uh, as high as 26 to one because of course banks- Bring in mortgage derivatives, right. But we do not plan to have a water and demand, um, you know, uh, junk, junk bonds. Derivative problem, instrument? No. Right? No. What, because every, one of the things I want to do is, and this is going to be policy, if we do leverage these funds, we're going to have, um, we're going to hedge, right? We want to make sure, so it's going to reduce the leverage, but it will be hedged. In other words, I want a safe position. I don't want to go just woohoo, right? Because at the end of the day, 
this is a long-term play. So it may go down to five to one for, for that reason alone, right? Because of the need to do a counter uh, well, risk. The number I gave you is at three to one. The number I gave you is at three to one. So it's really, really modest. That is, I think it's very achievable. Good. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a, a, a wonderful night. And I just wanted to jump back into the presentation because uh, I'm going to tell you something that is going on here. And that is participating in our future, of course, which um, Ken is your man to talk about. So if they go to oc.gold slash Ken and um, you need to book time with him because he, he's, got, he's got it going on. I'm just saying. Um, next well, just week, ask Dave, he can tell you. <laughs> exactly. Dave, so it, you it, know, he, but the problem is Ken is not a Giorgio Armani model. That's the issue. No, I don't even wear <laughs> Giorgio Armani suits. <laughs> should I, should I share the screen and show the model? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like there was. Uh, hey, we, gotta leave, we have to, uh, we have to leave unique, some mystique but... for next time. Let's, let's do it as a coming attraction. The coming attraction, Giorgio Armani model. Uh, but also we will have the many show presentation that Ken gave today, which is very interesting. And so I look forward to everyone being uh, with us next week. And it's been really fascinating. I loved the summit. And by the way, there was so many uh, things that we covered specifically in detail. What you saw was kind of the fluff. This was some serious action. What it was, was the beginning of the water on demand rollout. And we are spending time right now seeing how can we turn the brand into a worldwide brand as a pure play, what we call a pure play. What is a pure play? That is something that is only that thing. And I'm unable to say more than that, but believe me, it's exciting and it's very, very good for those investors who have had the courage to jump into the water on demand uh, program. And we love you dearly for having do so, done so. So thank you all. You're wonderful. And we will see you again next week. Bye for now. And I, and I think they're going to love us. I think they're going to love us back. I think they're going to love us back when they, uh, when they see it all roll out. So good night. I folks. totally agree. Good night. Great way and, to end uh, it. Safe right. travels, Andrea. Yeah, fly safe, my friend. <laughs>